Hello and welcome to Live, Laugh, Eat, episode 10. And today's episode is all about my absolute favorite topic, and that is food. So slightly different take on today's episode as well, because instead of being sat at home by myself on my computer staring at someone, I've actually got a face-to-face podcast chat today. So please welcome back to the podcast my best friend Nat, who is sat in the same room as me right now. So this could be carnage today. So Nat, say hello. Introduce yourself. (laughs) This is like some pre-lockdown shit we're doing right now, actually in the same room together. (laughs) Not normal. This is not the new normal. (laughs) But yeah, we thought seeing as we are in the same room, we would just get together and chat about a topic, which I've said it's my favorite topic, but it's definitely one of Nat's favorite things to ramble about as well. Because we are both girls that as well as enjoying the gym and being in shape and all of that kind of stuff, really actually enjoy eating as well. Um, But I thought it would be useful to have Nat on here today talking about this because as much as I can give the nutritionist take, I'm also very aware that I'm an ex-competitor and if needs be, I can live on chicken and cucumber for six weeks. (laughs) So Nat's here to be a bit more normal and offer a bit more normal insight. Yeah, because although we both love food, we approach our nutrition like both in prep and off season in completely different ways. So hopefully it'll be interesting to hear from both of us. Yeah, yeah. Although I have to say, if I sound slightly distracted at any point, it's because Nat's cat is um, rushing. I'm I'm currently sat on the floor, the glamour (laughs) of this podcast, and Nat's cat is brushing past me. Although I feel the need to tell you all this story. So Nat's cat is called Jupiter. However, in typical adult-like fashion, I decided that that was not the best planet name for Nat's cat. So Nat's cat is actually called Uranus. So Nat, I've currently got Uranus brushing around me, which is very off-putting. Well, you've got to be careful as well, because Uranus is um, not very well at the moment. And uh, you might find yourself a bit damp. Oh no, yeah, Yeah, we don't need you. Also, when you were doing your intro, he was cleaning his butthole behind you. So I was just, you said not to laugh and not to speak during your intro, but it was very difficult. (laughs) So yeah, um, Uranus could could ruin this podcast, Nat. (laughs) (laughs) Wouldn't be the first time, mate. (laughs) Yeah, if you could keep Uranus quiet whilst we do this, that'd be great. Thanks. But yeah, so I thought a useful place to start, because with this podcast, very often people, when they talk about hints and tips and macros and stuff like that, we very much talk in terms of like structure, whereas I thought it might be quite good to go into actual food and food choice a bit more on this one today. So let's say that you are, I know you're a flexible dieter, I know I've coached you in the past. Let's say I've just given you a set of macros because you've told me you want a diet. What's the first thing you do? Before or after the crying? <laughs> after the crying. After the crying. Okay. Um, further crying. Swearing? <laughs> Sending you rude memes? <laughs> but do you have like a certain way, like do you pre-plan your food in advance? Are there certain like go-tos? Are there certain bits of your food you plan first? Like, Because mm. I know for a lot of people, they can kind of use these online calorie calculators and stuff like that, or even my fitness pal can generate some sets of macros. But where would you start in terms of planning out a day of food, let's yeah. say? So this has changed quite a lot over the time. So back in the day when I was less experienced with dieting, my 
like on prep diet and my just normal eating diet were completely different. So the first thing I would have done is empty my fridge and all my cupboards of all the food I normally eat. By eating it. <laughs> I don't need this kind of judgment right off the bat. Do you want me to do this podcast with you or that not? That's a legit question because so many people do that, no, don't no. they? They go, and I'm going to start a diet tomorrow. So today I need to eat all of the food one, that's here. Yes. So oh, just hit your anus. Don't slap your anus. <laughs> Oh gosh, I'm so sorry, Nat. I just hit your anus. Note to self, don't swing your hands around when you're talking on the floor. Don't swing your hands around. Your hands will end up all over your anus. It's terrible. I apologise in advance for this episode, guys. You might want to go to number 11. Um, Yes, I am definitely somebody who used to eat the entire contents of my fridge and it was all uh, start on Monday and all this. Um, so what I would have done back then is, um, try and find recipes online, change my whole life, you know, dry chicken and rice out of the Tupperware, that whole deal. Whereas these days my on and off diet foods are pretty much identical, to be honest, like a few substitutions here and there, but not really. Um, and I, you know, that makes both processes of maintenance and dieting a lot easier so really like mate nothing would change nothing in my fridge would change I probably would still eat all the Snickers and and get rid of them Um, but in terms of like proper food in my house nothing changes it's just the amount changes and that is by far the better way to do it yeah I always say actually a good a good stepping stone and this is what I always recommend new clients do and actually I I do it for them a lot of the time when they come to coaching I get them to keep a food diary for a week so that not only can I see the calories that they're maintaining their current body weight on but also how they like to eat and it's a really good starting point actually is to plot in a normal day of food for you based on what you've got in your cupboards to my fitness pal and then tweak it from there so if you need more protein right how can i add some protein to this meal so that might be adding some meat or if you're a veggie adding some tofu adding some eggs buying yourself a protein powder actually just increasing the portion of protein in that one meal i think so often people overcomplicate that um you know we we run a group coaching program And in that, people will say, um, I need to get more protein in. Can people recommend these snacks that are high in protein? I'm like, if you're a meat eater, especially, just up the amount of chicken you have at dinner or up the amount of mince or whatever it is in that meal. Um, But that would be my first starting point because I think the closer you can keep your diet to how you're currently eating, the easier you're going to find it to adhere. And I would say in the first instance, adherence is key um you know if you do those drastic overhauls it might be quite short-lived but I think the reason now Nat that you don't have to change your diet too much is like if you had to describe what you eat like either by running through a typical day of food or what's always in your what's what's in your basket Nat (laughs) getting personal Uh, just to actually build on a point you you made when because this is you know um a pretty common thing to be asked what you typically eat before you start working with a coach or whatever and it's so important not to lie it's so (laughs) important to actually be honest in that one or two week food diary because I know it's tempting to want to like make yourself look good or like you know what strange things happen when you start tracking if you haven't ever tracked before and 
that doesn't help you or your coach. Like if you are honest and just be honest about what you love to eat, do you eat four Snickers a day or whatever? Just be honest about it because otherwise what you'll find is that you will then, you know, the, the, the idea is to keep as close as possible to what you would normally prefer to eat. And if you've given your coach a wildly, you know, misrepresented <laughs> version of that, then that's not going to help you be consistent and adhere because at the end of the day, I don't care what the food plan is, don't care who the coach is, don't care any of that. Can you stick to what you've been given or yeah. not? And the, the more barriers you can remove for yourself and the more information, truthful information that you give to your coach to help you with that, um, the better because yeah. at the end of the day, it's, it's your progress on the line. Yeah, because I have to admit, like these days I don't get it so much because I'm very direct with people in that initial kind of, like inquiry call when we chat at home, I, I explicitly say like, don't go on best behavior, don't go on diet behavior, don't do what you think I want to see, teachers in the classroom mode, all of that stuff, just eat, drink, live life as you normally would. But we're just going to collect all of that data because I think that awareness is so key. And that also includes, by the way, what you do at weekends, because if, so sorry, it's really off-putting, Uranus is just all over this podcast. <laughs> Uranus is just trying to upstage me constantly now. Mate, if you're going to come into my house, then you have to abide I have to by deal my with Uranus. <laughs> These are the rules. <laughs> but, you know, people will very often start to run through what I eat and it might be, well, you know, for breakfast I have oats and then for lunch it's some kind of chicken salad. And they reel off this like really like perfect and inverted day of like invert commas day 12 of food almonds. <laughs> yeah, 12 almonds and um and I'll say okay and what happens at weekends or what's happened for the last six months because if you ate like that all of the time you probably wouldn't be where you are now I don't know if you can hear Uranus making that noise in the background <laughs> but it's quite intense um <laughs> But I, I do think that's a really important starting point, actually, you know, and, and to lean into that, like your preferences as well. And like Nat said, if you are eating four Snickers, I think it's really important to be aware of that. And actually, one of the first steps I would say is having that awareness of your own behavior. But yeah, bringing it back to the actual food, then Nat, what is going in your basket each week at the supermarket without fail? So I have a pretty standard and boring so I intermittent fast so often I'll just eat two meals a day or if I do have three or like one will be a bit more snacky or whatever um but I, I keep it pretty boring for two of them and then I switch it up for the third one um and so I'll have like Greek yogurt and is this the fun one or the boring and, one? no this is boring oh right <laughs> you heard Greek yogurt and you thought it was gonna be fun <laughs> this, is why, this is why you're here remember I'm one of those weirdos oh nah Uranus has gone in, in my bag, bag. <laughs> Uranus is rummaging. Mate, Uranus is making a mess. You need to control Uranus. Like I said, this is my house. You wanted to I don't know if you can hear that. I um, was chewing something on my dog. <laughs> this hole. is chaos. Ur Uranus has made a hole. Excellent. Um, so I've completely lost my trail of thought now after that one. What were we saying? Your Greek yogurt. Greek yogurt. Yeah, that's so, why yeah, you've so... got me, both of us, because Greek yogurt, as we've established, is not fun. Is what, you can make it fun, though. And this is the thing. So if I'm, like, not dieting, it could have chocolate chips in there. I'd put more honey on there. It would have, like, a crumbled up, like, one of those eat natural bars in there is really good. Um, and then on a diet, it would just be, like, a bit more Greek yogurt, a bit less honey, maybe 
like half a bar you know it's it's pretty damn similar yeah um and you know and so then there'll be like another meal like that there's some boring thing like this is gonna sound so shit but i swear it's really good like just a bit of meat whatever bit of meat or a bit of like halloumi or whatever you're into and then you get a courgette slice it up put it in the air fryer literally olive oil salt pepper i don't know why it's so good (laughs) but it is i promise you it's not as boring and crap as it sounds but yeah i'll have something like that and then i'll have more or less of it or i might have like like chips with it or crisps with it or something or i might have a cheese salad you know it's just like these are not exciting for you yes <laughs> but it doesn't matter to me because it's quick it's easy i'm working um and these are the foods that don't require thought because the problem is if i have to stop and think about food when i'm working all i'll do is eat i've eaten you know four protein bars a day and then i can't poo you know <laughs> <laughs> and, and you know unless i've got something quick and easy or i've got like you know, I get HelloFresh. Lifesaver, by the way. HelloFresh cult. I'm on the <laughs> air fryer cult. I'm in the Peloton cult. Like, there's a lot of cultish You name behaviors. it, she's joined it. Highly recommend. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, that, then I might have leftover meal from, from the yeah. night before. So that, I'm just making it super quick and easy during the day. And then in the evenings will be, yeah, like HelloFresh and stuff. Because bef- and this is another big difference between Laura and I is that I do not enjoy cooking whatsoever and I'm not a good cook and I don't like doing it and I find it really boring I wish I just longed for years that thinking that if I could just find a way of cooking that I like like it's something I can find a way to enjoy it but I've accepted I'm lazy don't like doing it I can't (laughs) and HelloFresh makes it super easy but it also allows me to switch up that third meal in the day this podcast is in no way sponsored by (laughs) HelloFresh by the way Nat just really loves it or or a T-Fowl elf are you ninja or a T-Fowl ninja Ninja. yeah it's double I wish this podcast was sponsored by ninja you could fit a whole chicken (laughs) (laughs) ask me how I know you and Uranus can share a chicken. Look, if this podcast wants to be sponsored by HelloFresh or Peloton or Air Fryers, I'll be on a lot more. Often. I'll be honest, mate. I think Uranus is ruining any chance of us getting sponsorship this episode. I'm really sorry about your bag. <laughs> He's chewed a hole in my bag. Excellent. Um, but no, I think that's a really actually quite a good point that you raised in terms of it sounds boring, but it's nice. And I think one of the biggest... Well, a couple of things here, actually. I think, number one, a lot of people really struggle to accept that actually they can't just eat whatever they want, whenever they want, and also maintain a body that they're happy with as well. Because the reality of it is, is that we live in a world where it's very easy to not move much and overconsume calories. And it's easier than it's ever been before to do that. And I know that me and you touched on this in the podcast previously, but maintenance does take effort. And that does mean that some days you are going to have to just have some boring meals that are, you know, you can make them less boring, but they are predominantly going to be protein and vegetables if you want to stay in shape. But um, boring doesn't mean not tasty. No, because this, is, this is the other thing, you know, that that is maybe a little bit of a difference between us and that I will not put anything that's not delicious in my mouth. Oh, I. <laughs> it has to be, you know. And whereas any old thing goes you, in mind. <laughs> I've seen you eat chicken on a stick from the garage, and and Dare, remember when you were so disappointed in me because I came out with a Derrily Lunchable. Oh my god! 
Do you remember that? I said, this is not an appropriate post-workout snack, a Derrily Lunchable. And then you've also sat in my car eating a whole cucumber and you bought a cucumber and a bottle of ketchup. No containers. That was in bikini, No cutlery, yeah. And I ate spinach out the bag like it was crisps. Can you remember that? Oh God, oh my God. (laughs) So this this is something, this is not, I can't reach that level. That level is, um, no, I can't. So when I'm talking about, oh, Greek yogurt, oh, it's a bit boring. Oh, it's got berries on. It's boring in terms of like, it's nothing particularly, it's not a pizza, <laughs> but it's not boring. It's not tasteless. And I find it really tasty and I enjoy having it every day. It's not so exciting every day, but it's, there's nothing I'm eating that like I did when in my young, like when, you know, 10 years ago when I was like fully bro. Yeah. yeah I would just choke down some disgusting protein shake, <laughs> you know, <laughs> just to get the job done. But now being nearly 40, I am so much less tolerant. Yeah. But the thing is with me and you is I would say we're both quite emotionally attached to food. Mm. Like we're both quite emotional eaters, not just, I think sometimes people hear the term emotional eating and they think of people crying into their bed and Jerry's, you know, or every time they get stressed, they reach for cake. And I definitely have done both of those mm-hmm. things. But what I actually mean is I get, I derive a lot of ple- like pleasure from eating. And as much as we can joke that, yeah, I have sat there and, you know, ate chicken on stick from the garage. And I, honestly, I look back to some of my bikini prep days and it's, it's embarrassing some of the things that I used to eat. But on the whole, I do really enjoy eating. Um, and I think if you are the kind of person that gets enjoyment from eating, then something really bland is just not going to work for you. And when I work with clients that maybe struggle with a bit of binging from over restriction, and even people that have struggled with, we stop the calorie restriction and they're still binging, but it's because they're still mentally restricting because they have all of these rules around foods and things that they'll have or they won't have. So like, for example, I've known clients in the past that wouldn't eat, you know, a banana or an avocado because it's a waste of calories. It's too high in carbs or fat, but then they'll binge on Oreos. You know, their diet either looks like bikini prep foods or binging. There's none of this. Like, I'm like, let your boring food meet your sexy food. So, you know, how about we just do a big plate of fruit, but have a pot of Nutella to dip it in, a little tub of melted chocolate. Or how about we have, I don't know, like vegetables, but put them in a cheese sauce. And actually, if you start to combine these things, you start to find healthy eating a lot easier. And especially if you're the kind of person that spent your life hopping on a diet, wildly off of it and struggle to maintain your weight, actually practicing some of these skills around putting balanced meals together um you know to get more satisfaction from meals reduce the amount of snacking that way so you're looking at what can I add to my diet all of the time rather than how can I drastically restrict things if you can get that in check you probably then will find it easier if you do want to bring your calories down because like Nat said that gap's not so wide then but I think the mental satisfaction box is a really really big one and if if you've um on my website, I've got a, I call it reverse meal planning. So what I talk about in this guide, it's a, it's a free guide that you can go on and download. But I basically talk about how you should start from the meal you want to eat, and then how we can optimize that. And I use a little model in that, and I call it PPSS. PP. PP. PPSS. I'm also still getting quite distracted trying to explain this because Uranus is doing things in the kitchen now, Nat. I don't know if that's hygienic. 
Um, but no, let me explain PPSS. So what those things stand for, and again, you can download this guide if you want to more information. I won't make it too long. But the first P stands for protein. So generally speaking, again, there's a guide where you can download on my website and work out how much protein you need. For most females, I would say if you're looking at a main meal, shoot for 25 to 30 grams of protein. It's a pretty good starting point. Like even if you're in Tesco, right, grabbing a meal deal, you can you can use this model on absolutely everything. If you're ordering from Domino's, if you get in a McDonald's, which I actually think is one of the examples in the guide. So protein, has it got 25 grams of protein? The next one is plant. So has it got some kind of fruit or vegetable in it? Um and again, I, I'll talk, remind me in a minute, Nat, to loop back to what actually is a portion of fruit and veg, because I know one of my clients asked me this question the other day, and I think very often we talk about eat more fruit and veg and then get your five a day, but nobody really talks about what that is. So I'll come back to that. So has it got a plant, a fruit or a vegetable in it? The next one is staying power. So does this have fiber in it? Is it going to keep me full until I need to eat again? When do I next need to eat again? So for example, you might love cake, but actually, like Nat's looking at me because she loves cake. I love cake. <laughs> but actually that might not be the best choice to keep you full until, you know, if this is lunchtime and you're not going to get dinner until 6 p.m., well, actually we might need to pick something with a bit more fiber. Likewise, if you have a tendency to binge as soon as you get in from work because you're so hungry and all you're having is lettuce for lunch, well, actually maybe we need to put some carbohydrates in that lunch. So you're thinking about staying power as well. And then the last one is satisfaction. And I don't just mean physical satisfaction, like what's going to put that tick in the mental box that's going to turn it from a meal that you don't want to eat into something. And again, you're a grown adult. Sometimes you have to eat meals for, for function. You're not going to be head over heels, heart eye emoji <laughs> at every single meal you eat, right? Unless you're in prep. Um, <laughs> So, but what is going to make that satisfying enough to you? So that might be a dressing on your salad. It could be as simple as that. It might be some cheese on the top. It might be a little piece of chocolate if you're one of those weirdos that can eat a couple of squares and be satisfied with that. But, you know, whatever it is, what's going to tick that satisfaction box and stop you rummaging or thinking about food after you're done? And then there is also, obviously, if you're dieting at that point in time, there is an M that we can put in there, right? Your macros. That's all got to sit within the framework of your macros or your calories or whatever. But like I said, you can take each meal that you're eating and kind of optimize that. And then, like I said, in this ebook, I give the example of like, right, how can I optimize my Big Mac meal? How can I? And if you start to apply these principles going through daily life, it starts to become a lot easier to manage your weight. And not every meal is going to be optimized, by the way, guys. I'm not doing this with every single thing that I eat. Nat knows that we just went and I just ate two breakfasts, so, you know. Out of four. Out of the four <laughs> breakfasts she's had today. I haven't had four breakfasts. I've had three, thank you. Oh, oh unless you count that smoothie as a breakfast as well. I just love breakfast food. And sometimes I can't make that decision between I've sweet only had and savory. <laughs> but do you know what? Actually, for me, one of the things that I really... I had to learn and change in my own eating behavior from my competing days is I was so used to eating six small meals a day that I kind of kept that going and was I've just realized it works much better for me actually if I want to stop thinking about food all the time and just switch off from that to eat more food in one go and the irony of it is is once I started doing that and focusing on being more satisfied from these balanced meals 
well, actually, a lot of the cravings and the urges and stuff like that just switched off because I don't think about food until I next get hungry again and I start to notice that stuff creep back in. I think also to build on what you just said about all your letters, whatever that acronym was. PPSS, <laughs> mate. On your PP. Um, <laughs> is sometimes with, with that, it's not about taking things away. It's about adding things. Yeah. Like, you know, if you've got like, oh, I'm thinking like maybe a chicken pasta or something, you're going to feel more satisfied if you put a plant in it, you know, or you're going to feel more satisfied if you follow it with some fruit or something. So it's not always about restricting, removing. Sometimes it's about what can I add that's really going to like be, I mean, especially talking about padding things out with vegetables. It's just such a no brainer. Yeah. It makes things feel fantastic. Like you, a salad is only boring. You can, it's as boring as you choose to make it. Right? Yeah. Because there's beetroot and there's spinach and there's rocket and there's just like amazing things. And everyone I think can find. Rocket like, is not amazing. <laughs> Mate, <laughs> we're gonna have a fight. <laughs> do you like? Oh, see, no, I can't do rocket unless it's on a pizza. Actually, you know, when they put a bit of rocket on the top, I, I got a real thing: curly lettuce and rocket. I just it scratches the throat on the way down. <laughs> Delicate flower. I know. I'm. I'm honestly. I'm all about a romaine leaf or maybe some iceberg. Oh, yeah. some iceberg. Oh, you basic bland, <laughs> basic lettuce bitch. <laughs> Rocket kind of girl. All right, rocket or your (laughs) frise, whatever it is. (laughs) Well, look, we'll 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 compromise. How about like guess which one of us shops at Waitrose and guess which one shops at Tesco? Uh, but no, you, you are right. It is if you're looking to add things to food all of the time, and actually, even if you're dieting, it's like well, let's add more vegetables, let's add more protein. And then by default, there's less room for the kind of more calorie dense stuff anyway. I remember when I was like early on in my diet or when we met sort of soon after we met when I was still in that kind of like toddler stage of dieting, I wasn't very good at it yet. And I remember I used to say to you, as soon as I started a diet, kind of like one, maybe two weeks into a diet before the hunger had really started to bite, but I'm mate, I feel amazing. I feel so good. And it's because I'd swapped out all the rubbish for loads and loads of fruit and vegetables. I'm like, this deficit suits me. It's nothing to do with the deficit. Yeah. It's because now suddenly I'm eating loads of fruit and veg. Uh, whereas now that that is less dramatic, that that change, because um I try and keep those things closer, as I said. But yeah, it's it it makes a difference to how you feel. Yeah. And actually there is, you know, I think that's, that's the biggie for a lot of people. You very often hear it as well when people go like vegan or vegetarian or something like that. And they go, oh, you know, I switched to a vegan diet and I just felt so much more energized, but it's like, but in the process of removing meat, did you up your vegetable fruit? Like that's the only time they eat a variety of fruits and veg, it's grains, pulses, you know, like all of a sudden- grass-fed beef or were you eating burgers all the time you know where was your meat coming from this is like was it bacon all day or was, you know I, there's a difference yeah you know and I think but sometimes it's that people sort of think it's the the trend or the thing that they're doing or trying out and not realizing well actually do you know what if you put a little bit of meat in there as well you probably feel even better um one thing actually I'd I, quite often say to clients it's quite a good thing to do if you want to up your fruit and veg intake is try and incorporate one or two meals into your week that's predominantly vegetarian or if you want to go vegan vegan for that meal 
only because it actually teaches you how to cook and flavor foods because Uranus is making noises getting that um it teaches you how to cook and flavor foods um without being able to rely on meat I don't know if this scratching noise is coming you're being very unprofessional easily distracted honestly but if you had Uranus poking around then I think you would be distracted too um but yeah so and again I think the other thing that happens when people go into a very mild deficit at the start like you start drinking more water you know all of that stuff makes you feel better and actually there's a slight when your body senses that you're in a, a deficit it does elevate cortisol ever so slightly which is the stress hormone um and a little bit of elevation in that isn't actually a bad thing because it makes you feel more alert so that's another reason why actually a lot of people feel quite energized when they first start a diet. But again, like even if it's not about weight loss, like it's definitely worth doing a bit of an audit of your nutrition and going and tracking your food, not just through the lens of calories, but to actually see, am I eating enough fruit and veg and just bringing awareness to that. And there's a, a, a tip that I very often give people that are struggling. They want to lose weight, but they're really struggling to get going with it. I'm like, focus on things from like a health perspective slightly more, and then we can start to tackle the calories because you're going to have to start to change some of those behaviors anyway. Um, but I said I'd loop back actually, didn't I, to fruit and veg and like, do you eat your five a day, Nat? Mm-hmm. You don't know. I don't know. No, I'm sure I do because I enjoy. I'm really lucky because I enjoy fruit and veg. A Have lot. you always enjoyed fruit and veg? Yeah. Even as a kid. Yeah, yeah. I remember my mum. <laughs> I can't remember how this conversation came up. We're talking about when I was a baby, and she's like, "Yeah, yeah, everything." Just, <laughs> she's like, "You're a good eater." <laughs> I've always enjoyed everything. Uh, see, when I was a kid, I was a proper salad dodger. <laughs> like, I just I, would. Not I bet eat. you were actually. Yeah, I just would not <laughs> eat like vegetables baked beans is about as far as it went like I just yeah oh, oh the thing that's neither right <laughs> <laughs> but yeah I, do, I was not a natural vegetable eater but the thing is now as well like the NHS guidelines are still eat five portions of fruit or veg a day but again because of that's disputed now because of soil quality and nutrient mm. quality actually that should be your minimum mm. really and in terms of a portion of fruit or veg, it's not actually as big as people think because our portions have got a lot bigger. So for fresh fruit or vegetables, you're looking at a portion of about 80 grams. So about 80 gram serving is a portion. It's just not a lot. When you actually weigh that out, you know, 80 grams is, is nothing. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's really not a lot. And it's, it's surprising how little of I don't know, like a bell pepper that is. Yeah. Or, you know, it's like a... It's, it's like not a, a whole pepper. It's not a whole pepper. It's not even a whole apple if it's like a big <laughs> apple, you know. It's yeah. just not that much, actually. And and I would say, yeah, it probably should be a bare minimum. Yeah. And I think the key thing is with fruit and veg as well is to vary it. So you get that variety in your micronutrients. But again, like, don't overthink that. I think sometimes when people try to go on a diet or something like that, they all of a sudden think they've got to become bloody Gordon Ramsay. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? And be cooking different things every night and they're on TikTok looking for recipes. And it's like, no, if something works for you, like like if I'm dieting, I might, for example, have a very similar dish each night, but just change up the veg that's in it or goes with it. So, you know, if I am having like a cottage pie, for example, I might serve that with a different green vegetable. Um, 
or you know if I'm doing like salad veg at lunch then I'll do like what I call like cooked veg at dinner does that make sense Mm -hmm. so I think again if you find a meal and it works well for you or like breakfast I always have fruit at breakfast but you know one and I'm a big fan of frozen fruit actually like if I'm putting that in stuff because you know if you're making like an overnight oats or something like that actually using something like frozen berries keeps it cool as well if you're taking it to work or something so it defrosts by the time you eat it and it actually acts like your ice pack as well so it's great um but you know like one week that might be blueberries the next week that might be a forest fruit mix the next week that might be mango whatever it is like that's enough variety and that's the other thing I would actually say is that when we talk about getting a varied diet and flexible dieting, sometimes it does get to that point when your calories get lower that you have to, yes, we want you to be eating what you like, but you also have to accept like that is where your variety should be coming in. It shouldn't be like, you know what I mean? Like you're spending half your time on the app trying to work out how you're going to fit in that fiber one bar. And it's like, sometimes, (laughs) you know, how much of this are you going to remove? Like, just keep it super simple. Like have, have a bit of fruit, you'll feel better for it that kind of stuff. Um, And I know last week's podcast with uh, Lucy, we talked about fast fat loss. And I spoke on that one about the importance of eating more single ingredient foods. Mm. When it comes to fat loss, you are going to see better results. But sometimes it's accepting that that is where flavor and variety and stuff like that should come in. But you know, when it comes to fruit and veg as well, I think people very often think about the fresh stuff, but like tinned stuff, like have a little look, frozen stuff, come on a long way from what it was if like me you hate chopping veg and it's one of the things that puts you off eating it like I don't make you nap but the amount of like salad that goes in my salad drawer to die it's like a (laughs) vegetable graveyard do you know what I mean like you buy the the token buy the token lettuce at the food shop and then it goes straight in the bin (laughs) every week because well mate let me tell you about HelloFresh because No, actually, though, that is a good point. There's they not only a lot of give waste. you what they need. It's hardly any waste. And they just give you what you need. And it's so... I feel like I should be playing music <laughs> in the background while she do this. We take a brief infomercial, you know. Use the code YOURANUS <laughs> for 10% off. Don't type that in. <laughs> I mean, it might work. I try, I try. Let us know. No, I did. Um, I've not done HelloFresh, actually, but I did do Gusto for a while. Mm. Um, got on quite well with that actually for that reason and that actually is it I find because it's just me that I'm cooking for a lot of the time that really enabled me to mix up the variety of foods that I got without having to spend ages in the supermarket or picking out different things because it's it is expensive isn't it if you're cooking for just one like in terms of the waste you've either got to end up eating the same thing over and over again so I get it it is and it's a lot of like mental and this is another thing I like about it it's so much mental effort to think about oh my god what am I going to cook for dinner today 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 I can't be bothered to think about it because <laughs> again I don't I'm just not somebody if you do enjoy cooking and putting meals together different story but if you're like me and you don't then it just removes a layer of um you know that mental like t- cognitive load yeah and then you're free to think about other things yeah. and especially as you get further and further into a deficit the the less choices you can make every day the better honestly yeah but it's, it's even stuff like like when I, well that's what I was going to say then about chopping the fruit and veg is that I'll either buy stuff pre-chopped because when it is pre-chopped in those little steam packs I actually use it I don't waste it or like people talk about meal prep and they think about making the whole meal and putting that into the container. But 
actually, if I'm dieting, if I'm chopping mushrooms, I'll chop the whole pack there and then because I've got my chopping board out, I've got my knife out, I might as well. And I'll put that into either sandwich bags or a Tupperware pot. And that's ready then for me to use the rest of the week. Same thing if I'm cooking, a pe- chopping a pepper, whatever. Or you could even, when you get back from doing your food shop, just designate some time to prep the stuff that's going to set you up for later in the week. It sounds really obvious, but sometimes I say that to people and they're like, oh yeah, I didn't think of doing that. Um, it's stuff like, it's going to sound really ridiculous, but even I have my fridge layered, like with the, the what's it called? Greek yogurt. Why did I forget that word? <laughs> <laughs> It's because I want to diet now. That Mexican, <laughs> Mexican yogurt. I can't, can't remember. <laughs> and uh, and the berries and everything. It's like in order. Boom, boom, boom on the top shelf. So I literally just go in. This, 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 and this. They go together. Second shelf is lunch. This, 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 and this go together. Bottom shelf, like dinner, whatever that is. And it's it sounds silly, but it's just like I'm just removing friction from my day. Yeah, yeah. No, it's a re- it's a really good thing to do. And like. Another little tip I give people as well is look at the ready meals section of the supermarket because it's not like it used to be. Like some of them are on par with meal prep companies now in terms of, um, you know, there are those ready meals with 25 to 30 grams of protein, at least one of your five a day in there. Like, and they've got decent shelf lives, you know, so you and they can. don't taste like ass anymore. They're actually no, decent. No, and that's where it's like being realistic with yourself as well. Like if you hate cooking and you don't have ages to cook and you know that you end up throwing stuff away, well, just start getting ready meals in. And then I, I do it quite a lot. Like I don't have time to cook some days like pierce but I can handle piercing a cellophane lid and sitting down for six minutes whilst it cooks but it's even stuff like that like sometimes people go and I don't want to be one of these people that's like we've all got the same 24 hours in a day because we don't like lots of people have what we do all have the same 24 hours Laura's operating in her own space-time continuum (laughs) but you know what I mean like we all have different commitments and priorities and etc but everybody has got time to pierce a foil, like a film lid, put that in the microwave. And whilst that's cooking, make your breakfast for the next day. Like it's so quick and so easy. And I so don't know. That effortless. sounds like a lot to me. <laughs> I mean, you're there chopping up HelloFresh in your kitchen. I am. I am. But also, you know, it, it's really good because it, it's not every day. It's like if I know I'm going to have back to back calls one day and I'm not going to have a chance to, to stop and make some proper food. Uh, to stop myself just eating a protein bar and getting on with it and then getting constipated. You mean <laughs> constipation? Oh, Mate, it's so bad. <laughs> got a problem. <laughs> then, you, you should know, be eating your fruit and veg. Too I much. swear to you. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like, yeah, if I know I've got one of those days coming, then that's what I'll do. It's like a ready meal. There's a really good one. What's it called? I think they're called Thrive or something like that. They're pretty tasty. And high protein and all this. Like, it's so... I remember when I started this whole thing, there was nothing no. like that. You were having well, ready meals were historically seen as like bad, weren't they? Yeah, like well, TV because dinners. they were terrible. Yeah. But do you remember those roast dinners? Oh god! Do you remember those? Oh, don't... And they had like the turkey. Like I remember <laughs> sometimes we used to go to my granddad's house because like my um my nan died at like quite a young age. Like you know she was always old. Your nan's always old, isn't she? Like no matter how old you are, like she's thirty. Yeah, she was like really young, but she was still my nan. So I thought of her as like old. So anyway, but my granddad was not not the best 
cook, you know? So I used to have these proper TV dinners. So sometimes when we go around there, we'd have these like roast dinners. Or I'll tell you the other one. Do you remember breakfast in a can? Oh my God, yes. Do like you like beans them? And so- no, oh, I, <laughs> I don't. I love, I like I beans and sausages. Them. Yeah, I do, but not from a can. Also, listen to you judging TV like dinners and and ready meals and you know little miss fucking chicken on a stick from the garage. Do you remember that time in prep when I, all I said I wanted was a tin of ravioli? <laughs> oh my god, I completely forgotten about that. That you were so fixated on that, and sometimes we should just walk around the supermarket for you to smell the donuts, <laughs> and you'd see right. See, guys, I say it all the time on this podcast, but this is why these people that are constantly bodybuilding or in prep and they offer these like lifestyle plans that are flexible because they include a bagel thin instead of a rice cake. (laughs) Do do you know what I mean by that? Or or you can have, you know, a chocolate chip snacker jack instead of a plain one or whatever. But you, you can't trust people that are that hungry. <laughs> like, I remember, really? I remember. But yeah, I did want tinned ravioli and I did used to smell the dough. I used to smell everyone's food. To, I know. I think it's, and this is where we were opposite because I could, when I was on prep, I couldn't go anywhere near, I don't want to smell it. I don't want to see it. I don't want it on my Instagram feed. Whereas you were just constantly showing me pictures of cookies. I was obsessed with food porn, and which the, is not healthy. I know, no, it's not. Back. But another thing you did, and I was not on prep at this time, so I could call the bullshit, you were absolutely convinced and you tried to convince me that you'd concocted a rice cake dessert that actually tasted like <laughs> cheesecake. I about this on another episode. You, I can't, <laughs> did I tell you about that as you well? Were, what do you mean tell me? You wouldn't stop going on about it. Mate, you it were was quark and jam on a rice cake. <laughs> a, the most disgusting thing. And you were, were fully convinced. Like never trust anyone who's been dieting for more than about eight or ten weeks you cannot trust their taste buds yeah. because they are so, they'll lie. <laughs> and it did not taste like that. Yeah, I was convinced. And I, I put it on my Instagram story. <laughs> like, I legit was like, oh my God, guys, you've got to try this. It's just like cheesecake. How embarrassing. <laughs> I wouldn't even put that in your anus, Matt. <laughs> you wouldn't eat it. You wouldn't go anywhere near Uranus it. Your anus would spit it out. You wouldn't, yeah, he knows, he knows. <laughs> Oh, but yeah, I think that's a funny one, isn't it, as well? And like, I think even just having that awareness of... The good news is an apple on prep tastes like a jewel, like a manna from the gods. Mm. Whereas, like, when you're not on prep, they're just like, fine, but like nothing to... So, you know, this is a good time to get a fruit and veggie because it all tastes amazing. (laughs) Yeah, but actually, again, like... I've done a few podcasts lately, so I can't remember if I said it on this one or not, but um, it is one of those things. I think the more fruit and veg you incorporate in your diet and the less processed food you have, probably the less of that stuff you crave and actually the better fruits and vegetables and that kind of stuff starts to taste. Because if you are used to eating foods that are really high in sugar and salt, which again, nothing wrong with them in moderation, but your palate gets used to that so fruit and veg does start to taste quite bland whereas actually if you start to strip some of that out of your diet you will find that those things do start to taste better over time but it might even be like if you're not a big fruit or veg eater like that's fine everybody's got something that they like but think about it what would you do with 
a child that wanted to eat that you know like sometimes I've even had to have these conversations like sometimes I can't believe I have to have these conversations with grown adults but I'm like how can I make you eat vegetables can we put cheese on it like can we put butter on it because actually that's going to be a better use of your calories you might think it's a bit of a waste but actually if that five grams of butter is the difference between you eating some peas or not then it's worth doing. It's crazy. I think that's the thing as well. Sometimes people try and stick so rigidly. And this is why you end up with like these really bro looking sad Tupperware boxes of dried chicken with no seasoning and rice and a bit of broccoli with nothing on it. There's no need to to treat your food this way. There's no need to treat yourself this way (laughs) and your soul. Like put a bit of butter, put a bit of olive oil, put a bit of like almonds. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, in a broccoli, it's nice to have oh, yeah, nuts no, in a broccoli. Oh, yeah, no, it is actually, yeah. 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 Exactly. looking at me. Right. Yeah, I'm not with that. Look, look at her. She's done a few HelloFresh boxes <laughs> and she's turned into bloody Ramsay. Mate, I know how to make a... What? A Fuck. What? <laughs> a mess? A roux. A roux. That's oh. how you make... The base of a gravy is called a roux. And how do you make that, Nat? Well, I'm not giving away all my secrets. <laughs> <laughs> now she's the colonel. Jesus. <laughs> And that's a secret recipe <laughs> but you know there's no need like put you know if that's gonna like you said a bit of cheese just a bit of hummus yeah. or like whatever it is that thing i think do you know what the amount of people that just don't season their food well as well because mm. the salt thing's another big one that like people are so worried about their salt intake but what you need to remember guys is that actually if if you are switching out processed foods in your diet you'll be losing a lot of salt there anyway and people don't think about it you know like you even sweet foods like cookies cakes like they have a high salt content a lot of them so if you're eating less of that stuff like the amount of people that just don't season their vegetables well and that's why they hate them you know if you put a lot of salt and pepper on stuff it tastes really good doesn't change the calorie value of it and tastes great arguably it's better for you because you know because you're eating less because you're eating in a deficit just the the water you would naturally get from food is less Mm -hmm. let alone the salt so you could probably do with a bit more salt to retain some of the water that you are intaking yeah um otherwise you could find yourself a bit dehydrated on a prep um so and you know and vegetables are just like a different thing with salt on like even like raw cucumber or raw tomatoes bit of salt different thing bit of stevia amazing <laughs> oh god you're just disgusting some people still still do that though even when they're yeah not some people you no I don't no I don't do cucumber and stevia now but I do like like I'll quite often in fact I did this like two nights ago punnet strawberries mm. dipped in stevia mm. like because and again it's knowing yourself well enough right because I love sitting and eating in front of the tv in the evening like I live by myself sometimes it gets a bit boring without snacks <laughs> Like I said, I'm emotionally attached to food. Like I'm very aware that I'm bored of eating. I'm not hungry. But, you know, if your default setting is to go to the shop and get yourself a bag of sweets, a tub of ice cream, well, even just in the in the short term, you don't have to go no dessert, no snacks in front of the TV. Well, actually, can we just go and get a punnet of strawberries and some stevia popcorn. or a bag of low, yeah, low calorie mm-hmm. popcorn, Halo Top? Mm-hmm like a couple of ice lollies, a calippo, yeah. whatever it is, because it's just that action. Sometimes mm. it's not actually about the food. So but again, it's, it's working with your behavior. What you were saying before about the satisfaction of the thing, the satisfaction of your life of just like sitting down in front of the TV after a long day, if that's what you want to do, and having a snack, it's like for God's sake, you yeah. know, it's like you're not going to ruin your entire diet yeah. just because you had a bit of popcorn. But all, you know, why do you think I play so many video games? You don't have any hands free to eat. So this is also a good hobby. 
if you want to. Although then I did get like an MMO gaming mouse with like 18 buttons on it. So now I have a hand free to eat. So I'm just gaming the system now. (laughs) But it is, I think, like it is just that there is a middle ground that you can make really good progress in. And that's the stuff that's going to set you up for life. And that's what you've got to think. It's like, do you know what? If you want to look a certain way, you can't sit and and you're a female. And like, unfortunately, it doesn't matter how good your coach is. They can't change your energy requirements. You know, they can make you move more, which changes them a little bit. But fundamentally, I cannot, unfortunately, get somebody to shovel in big sharer bags of chocolate. You know, I am fan. If if I could, I'd be doing it to myself, guys. <laughs> like I promise you now, if there was a some sort of way that I could have my dream day of food, which would be going. Oh, let's talk about this. My dream day of food, which would be going for pancakes for breakfast. In fact, it'd always be the double breakfast because I love like an eggs avocado toast, but I also love like pancakes. So I like the two bits: the sweet and savory breakfast. Lunch would probably be pizza or pasta. Dinner would probably be more pizza or pasta, mm. if I'm honest. And maybe a burger and chips occasionally. Throw it in there. I hate the word burger with my accent. Or burger, burger skirt lash. Burger and turnip, thankfully. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have to say turnip a lot? No, no, <laughs> thankfully. It's good just as well. Mate, why does Uranus look dead? <laughs> Oh, Uranus is, we put him to sleep. Um, you know, but, and then in front of the, the TV in the evening, probably a tub of like Ben and Jerry's or a bag of like jelly sweets, like a Haribo or all oh, those little natural confectionery company snakes. Do you know the ones? I love them. Sour Patch Kids, watermelon. As you can see, I know my sweets. I love them. And a bag of chocolate. So I like pick a mix. I like the sweet you know, a bag of Revels or some Maltesers oh, or some Revels. caramel buttons. Oh my God. I like that combo. But you can see, so I freaking love these foods, right? And and sometimes like you can see personal trainers or stuff like that and think there are some people that just aren't that bothered, bothered about food. They aren't that bothered. I no. <laughs> don't know why I went Jamaican then. <laughs> but aren't that bothered about turnips. about food but I'm not one of those people and I can remember wishing at points of my Mm. life I was like I wish I could be one of those people Mm. that doesn't care about food I wish I could be one of those people that just like I'm in my old housemate years ago would just forget to eat like can't be trusted I like how do you forget to eat like that that, it doesn't happen to me that I think twice like in my whole life you know so But where I was going with this was if you are one of those people, you need to find a way to make that work for you longer term. And, you know, it took me a long time as well. Like if if anybody listening to this podcast has listened to the intuitive eating stuff and there's this idea that if you give yourself unconditional permission to eat, a lot of this stuff will switch off. And I actually don't believe that's necessarily true. It's definitely died down for me a lot, a hell of a lot. But I'm always going to be a girl that loves food. And if you offer me a plate of fruit and a plate of cake, uh, nine times out of 10, I'm going to go for the cake because it's like, it's nicer. Mm. (laughs) I like fruit. I do like fruit. And I wouldn't want to just eat cake because that wouldn't feel good. I would want fruit sometimes. But the majority of the time, I would always want the cake. And I think if you're (laughs) similar to me, there does come a point where you have to accept, right, if I also enjoy looking a certain way, 
there are certain things that I'm going to have to get used to. One of them is telling myself no, not always telling myself no. I'm not saying you can't have snacks in front of the TV, but I can't go and get my bag of snakes and Haribo and Revels every night because I'd need to be airlifted out of my house eventually, <laughs> probably, because the amount of it I can eat, you know, mm. I don't have that usual off switch that people get that says, I, like, I've never once eaten a food and gone, that's a bit sickly. That's a bit, you know, when people go, well, that's a bit sweet. Is it? <laughs> never had that. I mean, I've got quite a sweet tooth, but I've never met anyone with a sweet tooth as you. Like, I can pack it away. I'm more of a, you're more of a sweetie girl. I'm more of a chocolate girl. Like, yeah. I want the creaminess. I want the sugar with the fat. The sugar fat combo. So cake is just my ultimate weakness. And I know we, I think we discussed this in the previous podcast, but I just don't keep it in because there's foods that I can't, I know I can't keep in my house. And again, it's kind of coming back to that thing where, you just have to know yourself and be really brutally honest with what you can and can't handle. Yeah. And if you know, if you've got the, the appetite of seven men like we do, then there's just things you have to put in place in your life with regards to your diet, with regards to movement, with regards to like all these things and what you can and can't keep in your house on a regular basis. And just be honest with yourself about it because otherwise yeah. you're just going to, again, you just why like the whole point is to remove barriers for yourself and not, you know, and I really feel for people who, you know, we're really fortunate. We both live on our own. So we can just like completely control our food environment. Many people, I would say most people aren't so lucky. Mm. And, you know, you're going to have to manage other people's food in your space, whether that's a partner's or roommates or kids or whatever. Um, but it's just like, how can you uh, maybe not have them in your eyeline? <laughs> or yeah. not, you know, put something else on the eyeline of the fridge. For me, that's an open punnet of baby plum tomatoes. <laughs> That's what's on the eyeline of my fridge. Yeah. And all the chocolate and all the snacks, they're away, somewhere away, not in my face. So, you know, it's just, if you love food, and I can't imagine being someone who doesn't just absolutely adore food. Like, this is how, like, culturally I've been brought up to, you know, show, you know, um, like, love and to celebrate events. And it's just all food, food, food related. Uh, and it's not, you know, it's not, it's not like a, a quark on a rice cake. It's... Yeah big wadges of cake yeah and the the thing that's the hard part I think and that that was when I was coaching you like quite a tough pill for you to swallow Mm. wasn't it was that actually do you know what real moderation it's not always telling yourself no but it's it's telling yourself no sometimes like not always telling yourself yes either and for me it is that yeah the punnet of strawberries on the sofa or you know actually oh do you know what what I'd really like right now is a pizza but I've already had two pizzas this week so this meal should probably include some vegetables um I always say quite a nice one to do actually was that if can you remember years ago there was that program with Gillian McKeith you are what you eat can you remember that Mm -hmm. she used to look at people's poo oh yeah (laughs) she was on I'm a celeb I know (laughs) talk about poo Nat knows what I'm talking about all of a sudden um but one of the things she used to do anyway in this program was like lay all of the food out on the table. So lay all the poo out. <laughs> oh God, no. Different, completely different I would have watched it then. <laughs> Ew. Um, no, she used to lay all of the food out on the table. And, and I always say to like clients, I'm like, right, if we laid your food for the last, like, you know, don't look at a day because a day tells you nothing. But let's say the last month we had a really big table, right? And we laid all of that food out. Is there lots of colour and variety Mm. or is it like 50 shades of beige? (laughs) (laughs) Do you know what I mean though? Like, and if it is looking very beige, right. Well, there you go. Actually, a varied diet straight away. Is there lots of colour? Like really simply put, 
And and so often I think we turn to these things where we go, right, keto, that's the answer. Cutting out carbs, <laughs> that's the answer. This thing is the answer. And actually all we're avoiding with these really strict sets of rules is the real hard work, mm. which is practicing moderation. Actually, that is so much harder. That is so so much much harder. harder. Man, maintenance is harder than dieting. It is if you're a girl that loves food. Like if you're a girl that loves food. But we're talking to girls who we are girls who love food. Talking really to girls who love food. Yeah. Because if you, I don't think you're listening to this podcast. (laughs) (laughs) If you don't love food, let's be honest. And it it is the hardest thing. Um, Do you remember on? I think it was called Super Size versus Super Skinny or something yeah, like that. Yeah, so my friend the... was on that program. No. Yeah, when, when when we were younger, she was on that program. She was a super skinny. Whoa. Do you remember yeah. the food tubes? Yeah. So apparently those food tubes is some dude stood on a ladder, like pouring the stuff in. I believe in a bucket it. at the top, yeah. How, but, how yeah. else did you think they were doing it, mate? I thought it was a big food time machine. I don't know. I never really <laughs> thought about it, if I'm honest. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, so she was on that, and the girl, um, I can, I remember her telling me that <laughs> it was quite funny actually, because the night before she went back to get weighed in, we all went to a harvester, and she had like two dinners because she hadn't been sticking to what oh they told her to God. do, yeah, to make her weigh in heavier. Um, but I remember she made the girl cry because she presented her with a baby bell and a fruit winder <laughs> for her lunch one day, and oh that was it. God. That just sent this girl over the edge. So yeah. But anyway, sorry to interject. What were you going to say about that program? I've got no idea. <laughs> so, um, we were talking about super size, super skinny. I'm so put off by this. moderation. I'm talking about moderation. I've completely forgotten my point because I'm just so like, imagine being presented. Imagine you're already hungry and you're starving <laughs> and somebody presents you with a baby bell and a, and a fruit winder of all things. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they're, they're quite nice, those fruit winders. Yeah, but not only. Yeah, no, that's that's the side dish. <laughs> it's not. Uh, yeah, it's not the main meal. Um, but yeah, I think that is it. A lot, a lot of times, we can start to look to these diets, and and again, it, I'm seeing an increasing number of women come to work with me to practice healthy eating, balance, and moderation, because actually, that's where people need the help the most. Most people can be disciplined to stick to a really strict set of rules. Most people can do whatever the hell they want and gain weight. But what people really struggle with is keeping consistency when it seems like nothing is happening and actually changing those habits and sitting with that feeling of not being completely. We were talking about this at breakfast, weren't we? As I was eating my two breakfasts. <laughs> ironically but being able to sit with that feeling of like one of the things that I didn't know because I'd spent so long in my life flitting you know this this on or off mentality I was there for years and actually I didn't really know what being a a reasonable amount of full felt like because I was either starving from always dieting or over full from overeating um you know, and even within the context of a diet, you know, that almost like like cheat meal mentality, like once I would go and have something, you know, I couldn't just have like the thought of leaving like pizza on my plate or, you know, everything would always be finished every single time. Don't get me wrong. I very often clear my plate now. I do have a big appetite, but it's not a big deal if I leave that stuff anymore because I, I know how to work out how full I am. Um, and these are really key skills that you can't work on necessarily. If you've struggled with it for a long time, it's worth investing in a coach that can help you work on these things. But it's really hard to sell this to people sometimes as a coach because 
it's not sexy, is it? Like moderation's not sexy. It's not as sexy as it's a lot easier for me to sell you a rapid, quick transformation than it is for me to say, come and work with me for eight weeks. You'll look the same, but you'll be happier. <laughs> like it's just not the but same the things vibe. that work are, are not sexy. Like consistency is not sexy. No. And all the things, we do, these are not, these are not very marketable things, but it's the stuff that works. Yeah. Um, and I had another point, but I've completely forgotten it. <laughs> Because I, I am dieting and now I've got like... Now you've got your diet brain. She needs, she needs a meal. Okay, well, we have actually rambled for an hour. So parting question, Nat. Oh, dear. Before we go, because Uranus is asleep now. So before Uranus pipes up. <laughs> um, parting question. If you could choose one food to remove all of the calories from so that that food you could eat unlimited amounts and it would have no impact on your health or body composition pure pleasure what would that food be cake oh no you didn't even need a minute no i don't about it. i don't particular because... type of cake or just cake can, can we just blanket the whole no the you whole have to lot. eat i'm gonna one cake victoria sponge really mm. oh, i wasn't expecting that not a carrot cake no oh. either a victoria sponge or and i i in the minority but a birthday cake, like a Madeira cake with really thick icing. That is my jam. That is the best thing to me. So one of those two. If I could have them both, even better. But yeah, yeah because that's that's like, it's such a problem. <laughs> it's, it's just, that's the food. Like I would say these days, I'm pretty, I can keep chocolate in the house. I can keep ice cream in the house. Like, but to this day, I can't keep cake in the house. And it would just give that last bit of, like I know I'm not perfect by any stretch of the imagination I definitely I'm pretty much out of this like really extreme cycle of like dieting 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 getting overweight getting overweight in fact what you were saying earlier about like this being such a skill to learn to be in moderation it's even harder because often at the point that you need it most is when it's most difficult to implement because it's the end of a diet so all your hormones all your like everything is working against you to try and get you to eat because you've been, been in a deficit and now you want it to do moderation, that's the hardest time to yeah. learn. So, but it's an absolutely essential skill because all you'll do is what I did for years and you'll just go up and down and up and down, 10, 15 kilos up and down. Yeah. And it's not great for your health and it's definitely not great for your psyche. Yeah. So, you know, I, it's not great for your wardrobe either. <laughs> May, I had like, genuinely had like, you know, my prep. And the problem is as well, when you're on prep, you just look great in everything. So you buy all these clothes for a body that's not realistic to hold on to. And then you've got these other clothes for when you're bigger than you really like to be. And you've got no clothes <laughs> for like what would actually be a good weight that suits you to maintain. Yeah, yeah. And I think that's, you know, there's a whole nother podcast in itself there is that actually, again, there's a whole nother category of women that I work with that actually what we need to work on is body acceptance mm. because the way that they want to look year round is actually slightly underweight for their body. And if that's the case, you are going to be on a diet for the whole rest of your life as well. Or actually it's under the weight that you would just live a happier lifestyle if you were just a few kilos heavier. Yeah. Like those people that talk about, I just, I can't lose those last couple of pounds. It's just those last couple of pounds or I lose them and they go back on. And I'm like, it's because that's actually your, your happy, healthy weight. Like mm. those last couple of pounds. And there's nothing wrong with them. I call them the vanity pounds. I like losing them. <laughs> I lose them before I go on holiday. I lose them before I do a photo shoot. Like I don't go to the extremes of leanness now that I did when I was competing. But I, yeah, I lose those extra ones, you know, like, 
but I can't live with that bit of weight off. So that's another thing that can be quite a tough pill to swallow is that actually the reason you struggle to lose those last couple of pounds is because they're the ones that push you, your body into a place that is a little bit on the lean side. And I think, especially as women, you know, and, and the media and the pressures and everything else, it can be really hard to keep perspective of what real women look like. Mm. And unfortunately for, for some women as well, especially as you age and things, your body does want to sit a little bit heavier naturally. And that can be really hard to accept as well. So I get it, but it's like, you might just be spending your whole life chasing those last few pounds. And if you're cool with that, like losing them and regaining them, it's the same as me. I lose them to go on holiday. I feel good in my bikini. I come back from holiday. I haven't put them on because you know, breakfast buffet and, and, but I'm okay with that. And I live life like that until the next shoot or something. And then I'll drop the next couple. But there's a big difference between having that awareness and yo-yo dieting with these huge fluctuations mm. in weight that people very often see. Anyway, on that note, before I ramble on anymore, thank you for listening to our impromptu ramble today. Thank you, Nat, for letting for sharing Uranus with me in this podcast. I know you loved it. <laughs> and um, yeah, I will catch you all in the next episode.